Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. It's funny. One night you go to bed, and when you wake up, everything is different. For today's installment of Tubi Tuesday, where I highlight a film available on Tubi TV, I'm reviewing Frank Henenlotter's 1988 horror comedy, anti-drug parable, Brain Damage. A lot can change in six years. Six years is a substantial period of time for a creative to grow and hone their skills, working out the kinks and rough edges apparent in their previous work in anticipation of their next creation. And for my money, there's no finer example of this than writer and director Frank Henenlotter's Brain Damage. I only recently saw his debut feature film, 1982's Basket Case, about a guy wandering around seedy New York City with a mutated twin brother in a basket. And to be honest, the movie did very little for me. While the film has some bloody practical effects and a fair amount of humor, I mostly found that I was laughing at the film rather than with it. I could deal with the film's scummy setting and truly bizarre plot, but the construction of the entire thing was far too ramshackled that it felt like a bad student movie rather than a feature. Fast forward six years to 1988, and Henenlotter's sophomore film Brain Damage is proof that he could refine his craft while still delivering a wholly original and frankly, super fucking weird flick that screams Henenlotter's original scuzzy aesthetic. We meet Brian, played by Rick Herbst, who awakens with a cut on the base of his neck. He discovers that a malevolent brain-eating parasite named Aylmer has attached itself to him. In return for a drop of a hallucinogenic drug which Aylmer injects directly into Brian's brainstem, Brian must abide by his every command, that being supplying Aylmer with a steady supply of human brains. As Brian becomes helplessly addicted to Aylmer's euphoric but very hallucinatory juice, their relationship turns into an unwilling symbiotic nightmare. Brain damage is strange. Real fucking strange. But here's where Hen and Lauder's twisted humor and horror sensibilities complement one another making for a film that is a hell of a lot of fun, despite its far-out premise. And by far-out, I mean batshit insane, of course. I preface this review with referring to Brain Damage as an anti-drug parable, and it presents this premise far better than it should. If for just a second you put aside that Brian is being turned into a junkie by an ancient blue-talking parasite filled with Gatorade Blue hallucinogenic juice, there's nothing all that unrealistic about the basis of their relationship. The first time Brian takes Aylmer's juice, he's euphoric, dancing around a junkyard as he sees mesmerizing colors reverberating around him. Everything is wonderful and he hasn't a care in the world. Aylmer is kind as he shepherds Brian through his first high. 
But slowly, Aylmer asks more and more of Brian, forcing him into accepting that if Brian wants his fix, he's going to need to earn it by supplying Aylmer with brains. And when this occurs, Aylmer takes over Brian's body and sets out on the hunt while his host is stoned out of his gourd. The way that Aylmer manipulates and withholds his juice when Brian tries to make a stand against the parasite is not unlike the drug dealer who gives away a taste of their wares to an unwitting victim in the hopes of getting them hooked. In one pivotal scene, Aylmer looks on as Brian writhes on the floor and withdraws, sweating, vomiting, and rocking back and forth for hours until he can't take it anymore, succumbing to his dealer's deadly will just for one more taste of the stuff. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. We also see the more that Brian takes the juice, the more he pushes away his girlfriend and brother, regulating himself to his bedroom or wandering off into the night to highly explore the city. I'm leading with the rather disturbing portrayal of their relationship to show the balance between this very grounded portrayal and the truly ludicrous and hilarious twists and turns brain damage takes. The hijinks that Brian unconsciously finds himself in as Aylmer takes control of his body, leading him right off into the night to find brains, is as humorous as it is a gross display of puppetry and practical effects. We see Aylmer leap from underneath Brian's clothing onto several unsuspecting victims, piercing their forehead and gobbling up as much of their brains as he can, while Brian highly dances off to the side completely unaware while he's high out of his mind. We also see a rather creatively disgusting segment where Aylmer jumps down a woman's throat and eats her brains from her mouth before retracting back into Brian's pants where he was hiding. In terms of Hennenlotter's refined style, where to begin? The film feels as if it has a purposeful construction compared to Basket Case, with acts and plot points and legitimate conflict. This structure, even if it is fairly rudimentary, allows brain damage to sell its B-movie elements and humor in a way that allows you to laugh with it rather than at its shoddy construction. This is imperative to it feeling intentional in every gag and bit of gore it produces on screen, making the film purposeful even during some of the film's more blatantly bad moments. There's also Aylmer himself, who is leaps and bounds more technically constructed than the gray blob from Basket Case. The puppetry and stop motion used to bring him to life and the amount of detail applied to him is really remarkable for just how low budget the film is. We get numerous close-up shots of him opening his mouth and his juice dispensing needle emerging from it to dispense Brian as medicine. There are also the great gory kills that often involve Aylmer embedding himself into a victim's forehead and sucking their brains out as his victims scream and spasm in agony. Seeing this little parasite leap from beneath Brian's clothing or wriggling around on a victim's forehead does add some humor to the overall lunacy of the film's premise, but it's executed on in a way that it's all sold far better than his previous film. One of my favorite scenes highlighting the film's above-average practical work is when Brian and his girlfriend are at dinner. As she laments his recent strange behavior, Brian looks down at his pasta and sees the meatballs have been replaced with brains. Not just any brains though, but breathing ones at that. Clearly, Aylmer is hungry and signaling to Brian that it's time to hold up his end of the bargain, but it's the well-constructed effects that really sell the scene and capture just how gross it really is. There are also the trippy visuals which play out in Brian's hallucinations as well as his body horror nightmares. Much like I would assume prolonged abuse of hallucinogenics would alter your brain, Brian begins to have horrific withdrawal nightmares, such as his body being covered in bright blue suction cups, being submerged in blue Gatorade-like liquid, or a seriously fucked up segment where he pulls a never-ending string of his own brains out of his ear as blood gushes from the wound. 
Henenlotter's attention to these high-fidelity moments makes them as memorable as the bits displaying Aylmer's practical puppetry, making for a film that delivers on trippy visuals in a stylized manner across the board. This is all complemented by a banger of a soundtrack that captures the 80s era well, along with the elementary, but far-out visuals. Brain Damage isn't a film that I was expecting to enjoy. It's a film that I picked randomly for a live tweet that I organized with a few friends once a week. We did the same with Basket Case, and while that movie was fun to shred after a few beers, Brain Damage was actually incredibly enjoyable. This is due to Henenlotter balancing out his insanity with a film that feels purposeful in its construction. Sure, there are still a handful of bad or far too cheesy moments, but it doesn't feel like a sloppy train wreck the same way that I felt Basket Case mostly was. Brain Damage succeeds incredibly well at being an anti-drug parable that has the gore and laughs to back it up. So be sure to check it out while it's streaming on Tubi TV. And that'll do it for another installment of Daily Horror Habits ongoing Tubi Tuesday segment. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review, and next Tuesday for another Tubi TV offering. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service, and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit, and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.